0: How's it going, everyone? Um, absolutely thrilled for our guest this week. Ho- hopefully, everybody checked it out over the offseason. Uh, the great George Teague, former NFL playmaking, explosive, knock you out at the star, extraordinaire. Um, the man himself, George Teague, former Packer, former Cowboy. It's the playoffs, and, and the Packers and 49ers are, are playing this weekend. You're involved with one of those games so uh george we figured we'd uh bring you on and and talk some more here man thanks so much
1: yeah man it's a pleasure being on you know it's always good to talk uh, football and honestly you know regardless of you know where i finished and played i still got very fond memories of the, the green bay packers good memories great memories friends family you know things that we've talked about before that you know got a big tie in the wisconsin and, and the green bay packers
0: I mean, we, we detailed your roots, you know, from uh, from the hometown to Bama to Green Bay, Dallas. So if people want to check that out, we'll, we'll link it on the post here. Um, I mean, George has stories for days, so that was a lot of fun. But I figured for this, George, let's get right to some of those playoff memories. I mean, number one, you got to start with number one, right? Against the Lions, Eric yep. Kramer taking it to the house. I think that's probably still one of the most more revered plays in, in team history. I mean, can um, you just kind of take us through that and, and kind of what led to, you know, a play that I'm sure people still remember fondly in Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, and I'm a a, a big fan of Kramer, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I've ended up in the, uh, still in the record books actually uh, for NFL history for the longest scoring play in playoff history just so happened to be that i was a a green Bay packer um at that time so you know we were playing detroit um uh, i was a rookie actually um that game and so you know when you get on the big stage and you do that you know those are all always the times where you want at least playmakers to to step up and try to help you win them a football game so we were down on the end zone and the end line and i, I really kind of had a good bead from study dick Duron, and some others you know that were around or ray Rhodes, um that helped me with some tendencies and different things and so when that play came up and he was kind of eyeballing the wide receiver a little bit i went on and took a gamble and went and uh jumped in front of the pass uh, in the end zone and was able to run it back 101 yards untouched um didn't really know what that meant at the time honestly um you know to run it from end zone to end zone uh, but then afterwards when people say hey man you know that's the longest scoring play in playoff history and it's still standing almost got broke uh i guess that would have been last year when the guy from the bills did the same thing Karen um, Johnson, that's right but he actually tied it he didn't beat it uh, that was you know, it almost happened once before with the <laughs> guy from the Steelers, but then he only had 100 yards. And then this one, I was actually watching, it. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, you're watching you're trying, no. yeah, I'm watching, I'm like, Oh no, what is this going on? And it was like, Oh, it went down for 100 yards, you just tied George T, blah blah blah. And I was like, Okay, still in the book. So that's almost 30 years ago that that record is still. No, I'm sorry, no, that would have been right, yeah. 1993. 92. Yes. 93. 93. Um, So it's still on the books. So uh, yeah, that is one of my favorite memories out of Green Bay as well.
0: It was a play. I mean, you really can't, you know, uh, oversell this too. I mean, that play put the franchise in the map in a lot of ways. I mean, that was a a, a playoff game as the team's coming up, Brett Favre, Reggie White, Mike Holmgren, you guys think you have something good cooking here. Um, but you have to prove it in the playoffs. And you guys did. I mean, could you really kind of grasp how big of a play and how big of a win that was historically? I mean, could you sense that things were kind of on the up and that you know, getting a win in that moment was really going to speed up the process? Because it was just a few years later, you won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, that's right. Granted, you were um, gone
0: by then, unfortunately, but you're a big that's part true.
1: of it. Well, I can say I was part of that uh, building process and I knew where we were going and what was happening there you know, with Ron Wolf and Mike Holmgren, you know, we're pretty big on the, you know, the future and what needed to happen to be able to compete. So, you know, as you're playing with guys like that, uh, that you mentioned um, and others, Leeward Butler, Terrell Buckley, I mean, we had some talent back there. We knew that if we just found a way to stick together and do something different, um, the organization could go. So, you know, over the next couple of years, it ended up being, just that you went from the first round to the second round to the NFC championship, then ultimately the, the Super Bowl uh, that I didn't get a play in. Um, but I felt like I had a big, big part of that growth process to, you know, get the pack um, where it needed to be. I do want to tell you this, cause I don't think we talked about this before is that play. I'm glad you brought it up. Cause it has more meaning to me than anybody, not because of what happened, It was what i was actually going through with my life at that time you know i was actually about 176 pounds i think at that time which is really unheard of for nfl free safety right but that was before i knew i was having a thyroid issue so i went from 190 something pounds to 100 you know i lost 20 pounds over the course of the year and i was just chalking it up as stress and being away a new baby and playing in the nfl and you know just kind of weak and tired and then so you know when i see that play i think of man you know i I was ill (laughs) you know and and still be able to um perform that way so it it really meant means a lot to me when i look back at it and say how do you overcome you know adversity that was one way for me to do it
0: you know, I had forgotten about that. We touched on it, but that—that that was uh, unbelievable. When you really think about it, you're losing <laughs> this weight. You're you're thin as a rail, and you don't know why at the time. You're just thinking it's stress. There probably doesn't even cross your mind that you have a thyroid issue. Like, what, what 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 were you thinking up to that Lions game?
1: No, I was. Well, you know, playing in the game, I, I felt confident we could win the game. But personally, I was like, okay, you know, I got to fight through this stuff to play, to perform the best that, um, we could, I had no idea what was wrong. It's always fear at that time. There's, uh, AIDS and all kind of crap that you think about. I'm like, man, what is Geez, going on? Why yeah, am I losing water. this way? You know, I ain't doing no crack, no, no stuff. I ain't doing no drugs. You know, what, is, what, is, what is happening? Um, you know, so, um, after the season, you know, that's when I went and I was like, okay. I think I might have mentioned to you, but tell your fans, you know, that it was all right. I'm going on a cruise, all inclusive, eat and drink as much as we can. If I lose some weight, you know, after a week well, I lost five pounds in a week. So then I knew, all right, I got to go (laughs) find out what the heck is going on. It was a grueling process to try to get my weight back up, you know, the next year to, to be able to play that second year for the for the pack.
0: I forget at that time that was right around magic Johnson and, and AIDS. And I mean, it was a different time then. I mean, people were concerned about that, that, that kind of thing. There's so much that people didn't know that really crossed your mind. Like, Holy crap.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, there's no real explanation. Just on the surface, not anything going on with me and my wife and all that kind of stuff, but just on the surface, you go, what could be happening? that I'm losing weight this rapidly. I'm still working out. I'm eating more than ever. I'm, um, you know, hell, hell, I'm a professional athlete. You know, it just, you just start thinking of things that probably don't even make any sense, but I'm trying to rationalize what really could be happening for me to lose this weight. You know, I'm trying to tell the coach well, we we'll are get jumping on the scale every week, you know? And they were saying, like, come on, man, you know, what are you doing? You know, what's happening? Why are you losing the weight? We got to get you to eat more. And I'm taking up, in t- uh, uh, increasing my calorie intake and all that kind of stuff. And it really not even making a difference. I'm eating eight times a day, you know, and I'm losing weight. And then you just go, okay, is this something that I don't need to know about? You know, so that's kind of how it all landed.
0: Thank God you, you figured out what was wrong and you took care of it. And I think it was that next year. And then the year after that, you were able to kind of get things under control, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. After I found out, I found out that February, what it was actually had my thyroid removed um, through radiation, basically just shriveled it all the way up because it was out of control. I couldn't control my metabolism. It was just running high energy, just not sleeping, not going to just like being on five-hour energy all day long, I guess. (laughs) Man, uh, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: And your, uh, so your last year in Green Bay, I mean, that was another playoff game that, I mean, God, people still remember and uh, cherish in Wisconsin, I'm sure. But beating San Francisco in San Francisco Mm -hmm. is kind of a, a moment that maybe the team really arrived, you know, and then obviously next year is when Green Bay won the Super Bowl. But you were there in 95. You were there at Candlestick. Um, Any memories from that game and and what it really meant?
1: Yes, um, because, you know, there was always a lot of talk about Dallas and uh, the 49ers at that time. And so, you know, the 49ers had that mystique of candlestick and, you know, Steve Young and Merton Hanks and, you know, doing his little neck thing and all this kind of stuff. So it was, you know, there's a little bit of intimidation there. Uh, specifically when you're not playing out West that much, you know? So um, I just remember that, man, I'm gonna have to cover Jerry Rice probably at some point in time, (laughs) you know, the way that they used us as safeties um, in particular, since I was a cover safety more than Leroy Butler was. Um, So there was a a bit of nervousness. Um, But once you get down in there and you realize, okay, it's battle, you know, and I just, I can remember the stadium. It felt like it was all closed in. There wasn't very much space between the sideline and the, and the fans. And so they're breathing all on you and, you know, talking and yelling and screaming. And, um, you know, we knew we were going to have to, to battle, but again, we were kind of loaded, you know, Brett Favre really kind of turned things around, um, by then we had a pretty good secondary, you know, line grab group D line. Um, I mean, shoot, I was. I, I do remember it uh and actually me and my wife talk about it all the time because she's like you know we're out there at the game and she was actually sitting next to ice cube <laughs> uh really? that, yeah so she's yeah. like yeah i got a chance to you know that. So i was like were well, you watching the game or are you over there uh so anyway um you know it's um it's pretty cool um to playing games like that, because the magnitude of playing someone like this. So when you're thinking of going into the game, what does this mean for San Francisco to come to them? You know, I think there's a little bit of advantage for the Packers now because they have to come there. You know, anytime you got to take a warm weather team and try to bring them into Green Bay. Shoot, I can remember playing Oakland in, um, or the Raiders at Lambeau Field. And it was a total beat down because that was kind of an advantage for us you know it was 26 below i never forget that either <laughs> uh, so um yeah i do have pretty good memories of that because there was so much history of just the talent that the 49ers had like i said the names the, the quarterback you know and wide receiver and running backs that, they were just they were loaded and we were able to beat them so i knew we were pretty much there after that
0: down. I mean 21 nothing right out of the shoot. Um your buddy Craig Newsom already picked up the fumble on Wayne Simmons hit.
1: Kind of got mm-hmm. the party
0: started and um, yeah, I, you know it'll be interesting this weekend, George. I mean San Francisco has a team I feel like c- can play in those conditions. If it's negative whatever wind chill, they want to run the ball. They've got just gnarly just dudes that want to kick your ass. Kittle, Debo, yes Trent mm-hmm. Williams, Fred Warner nick bosa um what's your read on this game i mean do, do you agree with that i mean do, do you think that this could be an upset and if, if green bay is going to pull this out i mean they are the favorite and they are a home How, what's the path for them you think
1: yeah i think you hit on the head is that san francisco's game is running game is so strong and i gotta watch it firsthand when they played the cowboys this weekend watching it in the stadium you know you see it on tv and you kind of figure it out and then you watch it in the stands and you're going to go, okay, you know, they pretty legit with the way they run their their game. Um, and so I was very, very impressed with that. Now it will be something that the Packers are going to have to monitor because the way they I – was, I was even surprised that they packed it kind of in to be able to run the ball, but they're just trying to create more gaps if we're talking real football. They're trying to create more gaps so you don't know and you have to line up people to fit those gaps. And they're very good at finding a, a soft spot you know, um, in your defense to try to run the ball to. So the Packers are going to have to be really good at defending um, that. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Passing game is better uh, for the Packers. So, you know, I I think you win that game. Packers have a good running game too, you know, one-two punch. Um, But I I think it's going to come down to quarterback play. I think the Packers win just because of for surely because of quarterback play and the home field advantage um i think will be the difference green bay's defense has been strong and been really good but trying to contain that running game with um debo first of all um elijah mitchell you know and then maybe throwing in some hasty it's it's a big piece and i'm saying this firsthand because i watched it and i'm looking at I didn't realize how fast debo samuel was you see him on tv and you see him making plays and be that big and i'm watching him live and he's just running away from people i was like this dude is way faster than people think um and so you got to contain him if they contain contain you're not going to stop him they can contain him the packers should win the game and i'm i feel confident that the packers can go ahead and pull this one out
0: did you uh see him live last week in dallas
1: i did i did i went and watched the uh the game and i made the same kind of predictions actually i thought that we had to the cowboys needed to control the running game which would include debo which it didn't do necessarily and the defense needed to create at least a couple turnovers, try to expose Garoppolo. And I think the f- formula is the same for, for the Packers. You got to be able to control that run game some. So they just aren't that c- comfortable and hope that Garoppolo makes mistakes. And he did that in the cowboy game. He threw the interception. that went over the guy's head, touchdown, you know, capitalized, right. Easy. Now the Cowboys weren't good at creating a second one. And then, you know, all the other stuff. But I think if, if you can get a couple of turnovers, literally, I think if you can get a couple turnovers turn those into points, then uh, 49ers game has to change because they now they got to start to panic and try to throw the ball. And then you win. <laughs> then you win.
0: As, as a player, George, if you heard your head coach um, after a playoff loss, like Mike McCarthy said, say that he thought the players were nervous during the team prayer, what would go through your mind?
1: That's a bunch of BS. Um, You know, I don't like – I don't know that I would actually ever say that. If I was a head coach, you know, I couldn't say that to the public or something. I think, you know, there are things that you say in a team meeting where you say you can recognize or or you have to self-check yourself a little bit and say, I didn't motivate them guys so they my speech wasn't good enough to get them out of that funk. You know, nervousness is not a good answer at the professional level. You got some jitters. I get that. We all get that. How am I going to match up? But it's a high school football no more where you got anxiety so much that you can't go play the game. You know, people making five, 10, 20, $40 million. Hey, bro. (laughs) you know so for a coach to say that that's that's really more of you maybe not guiding these grown men to be able to say no we're trying to go out here and handle our business i'm still going to put you in the best situation trust my calls whatever coordinators calls and let's go play forget all the rest of the stuff i don't care how young we are we're pros just like they are and we're going to go play our game at home write our fans and win the game didn't happen
0: so I totally agree, man. I got it almost is like, he's pointing a finger at his players. Hey, he didn't really take responsibility for some, you know, questionable decisions and play calls to, to say the least, whoever was calling these plays and whoever was making these decisions from the keeping the guys out there after you convert the fake punt to the quarterback draw, I, however you slice it, it wasn't bad. And then now you're saying your guys are nervous and I don't, it's, it sounds like Jerry's, a roll with mike mccarthy you know he, he did this yep. with jason garrett before right it seemed like oh jerry he's pissed he's gonna get rid of him big big playoff loss he's gonna and then keeps him around you know wants mm-hmm. them to stick around and i don't know if anything's gonna change i mean everybody listening that's a packer fan right now they, they saw this story play out for a decade
1: <laughs> yeah i don't think he will what well, not short i think he'll he won't do the jerry i don't think he'll do have the same longevity if things don't get better Uh, just because i think time is also a concern for jerry jones getting older whatever we're not talking death and all that kind of stuff but you know it's just he's an older gentleman somebody in the family is going to have to take over and he wants to be able to say Oh, man how many years has it been almost 30 years later that hey i at least got back to the nfc or the champion the super bowl or something because we ha- there haven't been any real successes since the last time you know we went to the super bowl in 95.
0: that's right
1: yeah <laughs> you know and i think he wants that because yeah, i think you can remember if you ever saw it where he broke down during his training camp crying Right. You know, and saying how hey, I'd do anything to get back and have that feeling again, which that might mean, all right, I am going to fire somebody who, you know, maybe I don't want to, but if it means I got a better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl, then he might cut the ties a little bit quicker than what he did with Jason Garrett.
0: It's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. You know, there could be more urgency out of, out of ownership this time around because you could, you could see it, that emotion. It was clear as day in July with Jerry Jones.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and it was clear after the game that he was pissed to no end, man. I just I didn't expect to be doing this, you know, and that, that's why he had to cool off. I know he said he had to go to um, John Madden's wake or funeral or whatever they were doing for him and, you know, this kind of stuff. But I think he really had to think long and hard and probably had to have his sons and daughter talk him off the ledge. Like, right. I don't know if we want to do this, <laughs> you know, just yet. We're already going to lose some coaches, perhaps. And um, so there's a whole lot more into it. I think he calmed down, took his two, three days. And what I like to call tw- the 24 hour rule, <laughs> which that do not happen in the NFL typically. They fire you right after the game, don't even let you get on the plane, you know, and give you 24 hours to think about it. It's like, nah, me out. <laughs> um, so I'm glad he took the time and, you know, at least give the guy one more chance you know covid year and then this with new staff some new staff um i think at least you get, get one more and see what goes from there
0: oh uh, fair enough fair enough man. <laughs> i don't know it's I, I feel like we've seen it but hey you, you you know that coach and that team a lot better than me uh george let's get a super bowl pick out of you before we lose you well, who do you got and who do you have winning it
1: You know, it's funny because someone asked me that, and um, I still think from the NFC, from our side, that the Packers end up being in the Super Bowl. The other side, I'm still kind of torn because Kansas City's kind of rolling the bills and kind of figured out some stuff. Nobody's talking about the Titans, but they didn't beat everybody during the regular season. They rested. They're about to get Derrick Henry back. You know, none of us are delighted about Tannehill, I guess, quarterback and all that kind of stuff. But they found a way to win a lot of games and get the number one seed, <laughs> you know. So when I get on the other side, of I, man, I, I, I think their, their road is a little bit more difficult. I think it's clear for Green Bay to be the in the Super Bowl. Other side, if I have to make a prediction, I think – um I'm gonna go back to the to the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be the Chiefs and the Packers to play um, in a very good and exciting football game. And then I'll pick I'm gonna pick Green Bay to win a close one because there's gonna be a lot of star studded out stuff out there. Um, but I think Green Bay can pull it out again, you know, by four points. Something of, of of that nature, because their defense is still pretty pretty doggone good. Uh, the Packers, um, that's what I say. Now I might need to watch another weekend and see what this really looks like when you actually watch Green Bay play this week. Um, and I, I, I'm saying that without seeing the Titans play in a couple of weeks, you know, because um, if, if Derek Henry comes back out there and wrestles for another 150 200 yards. Then we might have to get back on next week, and I might have to tell you I changed my mind, (laughs) you know. But that's that's the great thing about playoff football, man, is that you really don't know. We can all be analysts and kind of predict it, but it's just so much different, and for everybody out there. We always talk about it's just another game. No, not when you get into the playoffs. There's other incentives for players, there's bonuses, playoff bonuses. You win the game, you get this amount of, you know, things that people don't talk about. But man, the players are looking for that extra check. They play a little bit harder. Maybe they're free agents and they're trying to really get this deal because you're evaluated on the bigger games, you know, differently. How do you show up in a playoff game? So it's so much more. It's just like, you know, me when we're talking about the interception deal, it's just a different atmosphere. Coaches are tight, meaning nervous or whatever. Did I make the best game plan? Players are anxious. Fans are on edge. Man, we got to win. You got to do, you know, whatever. So everybody's tight. Um, So it's it's very different in the playoffs.
0: Man, perfectly said. Perfect. And it's it's good to remember that stuff. It's not just bodies moving on a screen. You know, there's, there's a lot at stake, a lot that you're dealing with mentally as a player out there with, legacies on the line like i said people gonna remember these plays you don't know when that play is going to happen it could define you forever for better or worse mm-hmm. so it makes it fun too Uh
1: yeah you don't want to be on the other end you don't want to be on someone highlight reel in the playoff game because they're going to show it for the rest of that's right. <laughs> your life
0: <laughs> that's right well hey they're, they're showing uh they're showing the best possible play they could for you george and uh, man we really appreciate you coming on here to to break it down so it's Great to hear your voice. Great to see you for the first time. When we did the Q and A, it was just on the phone. So, man, you're welcome back anytime to say the word.
1: All right, I do appreciate it. Thanks for the invite, man. I love it. Love talking about Packers as well. I was just, my wife was saying, okay, who we're cheering for now? I was like, well, you know, I'm here in Dallas. We're always rooting for Dallas, but now it's on to the Packers, and I'm I'm rooting for them to go ahead and win the thing because we do have a lot of memories, good memories, great memories for fans and our experience there and. If I could have been there forever, I would have been there forever. Yeah, yeah. just that's the business, though, right? That's the business. Yeah,
0: that's unfortunately it is, man. But hey, some some great memories and um, man, that thank thanks so much. Great to see you.
1: Okay, brother, appreciate it. All right, you got it. We'll talk soon. Later. <laughs>